0: Welcome to the Pup Pastor Podcast, or as we're calling it, P-Cubed. Yep, it's nerdy. I'm your host, Gail Tabor, and I'm glad you've joined us. I do this little thing called preaching, and so this is a time when I'm going to share with you a little sermon. So, grab a craft brew and sit back in your easy chair, or whatever. And enjoy hearing a little word of God. Have Thanks for joining us. With Jesus. Before I begin our story today, I want to go back uh, to back up a little bit and tell you a little about what was happening before we get to the story at hand. So John the Baptist was killed, so Jesus sets out to go to the wilderness to be alone, to grieve. But a crowd of people found him. And he had compassion on those people. And he healed their sick and he fed them, all 5,000 plus of them. And that's where we join this story for today, which is found in Matthew, the 14th chapter, verses 22 through 33. And I'm reading from the message. As soon as the meal was finished, he insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side. He dismissed the people. And with the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountain so that he could be by himself and pray. And he stayed there alone late into the night. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea when a wind came up, came up against it. And they were battered by the waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. They were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me, don't be afraid. And Peter suddenly was bold and said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. And he said, come ahead. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. And when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. And he cried, Master, save me. And Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed his hand. And then he said, Faint of heart, what got into you? Or, as I learned it, "Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And then the two of them climbed into the boat, and the wind died down. And the disciples in the boat, who had been watching the whole thing, worshipped Jesus, saying, This is it. You are the son of God for sure. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So there's this connection between sea and chaos that we find very often in the Bible. And make no mistake, this story is about chaos. You wonder, how did the disciples handle this night? This struggle with the wind, with the the struggle with the sea. Did they seize the reins with confidence? Did they hold tight and just wait for the time to pass? Did they scream out for their rabbi, wondering how or what they were supposed to do without him? Perhaps you, as I do, see the correlation between this story and the chaos of our current situation. I wonder, how are we handling this metaphorical, really long, 150-day night of vulnerability and struggle against the wind and the sea that is COVID-19? Are we watching for Jesus on the horizon? When God is intervening in our lives, do we think it's something or someone else? The disciples thought Jesus was a ghost. It's really easy to think of everything that could go wrong when you're out on the water in a storm. Just ask Peter. In this story, Peter did a very brave thing. Jesus was doing something seemingly impossible, something divine, in the midst of a very frightening circumstance. And Peter feels ready to give it a try. The first step he takes had to have been the hardest one the moment he chose to that the risk is worth it and to take action the moment he steps from the pack who are afraid and stay in the boat in the shelter the moment he moves from making all of his decisions based on what he has learned and what he's learned will keep him safe in the world and he decides to put his body on the line for something else Something bigger to walk on the water. Even getting to this moment had courage. The courage that was needed to do that was no small feat. He has to unlearn things, he had to be transformed. He had to be lured toward a different way of life in his travels with Jesus that made him ready for this spectacular move to hop out of the boat. His faith was so great in Jesus. His faith is so great that Jesus has him That he calls out to Jesus and says, Master, let me do it too. And for his trouble, he gets scolded. Scolded for having little faith. I don't know about you, but I've heard this sermon preached over and over and over again through my years. It usually goes something like this. Did Jesus even want Peter to get out of the boat? And was this reprimand really about Peter's lack of faith? Really, because he couldn't walk on water? Most of the time, what we hear in this sermon text has to do with a tagline of keep your eye on Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. Keeping your eye on Jesus is always a good idea. Keeping your eye on what is important And not being distracted by those things around you. And yes, that is exactly what happened to Peter. He had his eye on Jesus, the important thing. And then he looked down at the water and he started to doubt. He started to have fear. He started to wonder, am I really even doing this? And all of a sudden, guess what? He wasn't doing it anymore. Boy, doesn't that feel like us. We're doing things. We're doing great things then all of a sudden we start to notice that there's a storm raging around us. And just when we notice that there's a storm raging around us, we are engulfed in the storm. But what I want you to focus on today, what I want us to really look at is the scolding, the reprimand. Warren Carter notes that Jesus' words, you of little faith, is used a few times in Matthew and it indicates not the absence of any faith but of little faith and that the faith must grow stronger and not be swamped or paralyzed by or apparently uh, over by apparently overwhelming circumstances our faith needs to grow it's not enough for us to just have faith Our faith has to be moving. It has to be expanding. It has to be getting bigger. Because when your faith is stagnant, you start to notice the storm. And you start to sink. Barbara Brown Taylor writes of this moment. And she says, What if Peter had not sunk? What if he had jumped out of the boat with perfect confidence, landed splat on both sides, feet flat on the water and smiled across the waves at Jesus, gliding toward him without a moment's hesitation. What if the other disciples had followed suit, piling out of the boat after him? It would be a different story. It might even be a better story, but it would not be a story about us. We could call Peter's attempt to walk on water a failure. We can say that when we hear the condemnation in Jesus' words. When we hear Jesus say, Oh, you of little faith. Or, we could call Peter's attempt a spectacular first step of courage and faith that must be nurtured, exercised, and practiced over and over and over again. If we're paying attention to our current world, nationally, globally, we know that we can't wait any longer. We can't wait to build up our courage muscles. We are called to shine light and love to all of those we meet. We are called to tend to each other. We are called to grow our faith. to love deeper to serve to serve more to act in this counter-culturally way and to love each other as ourselves this courage tending work we must do together and the more we can support each other when fear does kick in the more we're able to regain our footing and try again and again and again to let go of self to focus on our mission the directive from god to love god and to love all y'all let's pray God, grow our faith. Grow our faith that till it is so strong that we can move mountains. That we can step out on the water and not notice the waves. But keep ourselves trained on our mission. Which is the mission that Jesus gave us. To love you and to love each other. And to take that message and share it with everyone grow our faith God grow our faith that our little faith would become so mighty that we are unstoppable amen